Hi, welcome to Bookie. Today we will unlock the book 100 Years of Solitude. It is a classic novel by Nobel Prize winning author, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, first published in 1967. It chronicles the multi-generational story of the Buendia family, whose patriarch, José Arcadio Buendia, founds the fictional town of Macondo. The novel follows the Buendia family's founding in the 19th century to its decline in the 20th century. Along the way, the Buendias face a variety of magical, religious, and political events that shape their identity and the town of Macondo. The novel culminates in a tragedy that brings the family's history full circle. The novel is a captivating exploration of time, family, and the search for love. It is considered one of the most defining works of 20th century literature and has been a major influence on Latin American literature. The novel's author, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, is one of the most influential writers of the 20th century. His masterpiece, 100 Years of Solitude, has been widely acclaimed as one of the 20th century's greatest novels. His writing style, known as magical realism, uses dreamlike and surreal elements to tell stories that are rooted in everyday life, and he offers an insightful, poetic, and often magical exploration of Latin American culture and tradition. His books have been translated into many languages and have won various literary awards, including the 1982 Nobel Prize in Literature. Garcia Marquez's work is a testament to the power of literature to move and inspire, and he was an important contributor to the Latin American literary canon. His writing has been widely admired and influential, inspiring a new generation of writers, translators, and readers worldwide. Next, we will talk about this book in three parts, during which we may witness the Buendia family's rise and fall over a century and the course of their settlement turning into a tragedy from a utopian city. In part one, we will provide a summary of the novel's plot and main events. In part two, we will analyze the characteristics and lifetime highlights of the protagonists. In part three, we will interpret three themes and two symbols in the novel. I. Plot Summary To begin with, we might as well order the setting and plot of this novel. One Hundred Years of Solitude is the story of the Buendia family, who set out to establish a utopian settlement in Macondo. The story takes place over the course of a century, and follows the trials and tribulations of the Buendias over the years. At first, Macondo is a place of innocence and hope, but eventually, it falls into a period of war and strife. Throughout the novel, we meet many characters who experience the chaos and tragedy of this century of solitude. Among them are Aureliano Buendia, the patriarch of the family, and his daughter Amaranta who, despite her age, falls in love with a young gypsy. We also see the story of José Arcadio, the grandson of Aureliano, who finds himself exiled from the town and sent to war, and his sister Ursula who, though old, still finds the courage to lead the town out of danger. As Macondo continues to deteriorate, the family goes through many changes. Aureliano finds himself deeply in love with a mysterious woman named Remedios, only to find out that it is a case of mistaken identity. We then follow Aureliano's son, Arcadio, as he goes on a quest to find his mother, Rebecca, and at the same time, end the civil war that had been plaguing the town. We also meet the descendants of the Buendia family, who try to restore Macondo to its former glory. Most of these efforts fail, and the town falls further and further into decay. In the end, the town turns into an abandoned ruin, and the Buendia family is absorbed into the jungle. Thus, Buendia's once-promised utopia of Macondo becomes a century of solitude, full of broken dreams and tragedy. Next, we divide the main events into seven with a timeline. So the first point of time is 1830, when Macondo was founded by the Buendia family and was located in an isolated area of Colombia, near the Caribbean coast. Macondo was an exotic and mysterious place, full of myths and strange stories. It was inhabited by strange and magical creatures, from ghosts and monsters to a flying carpet. The Buendia family was a large and prosperous family, and the original inhabitants of Macondo were hard-working and diligent people, often working hard to make a living. 
They were fiercely loyal to the family and always worked together in order to ensure the prosperity of the town. They had a deep understanding of their surroundings and drew sustenance from their close relationship with nature. They also had a deep respect for their ancestors, often venerating them through rituals and myths. Throughout the novel, Makondo is a symbol of the utopian ideal, where life is perfectly harmonious, and everyone lives in harmony with one another. It is a place where anything is possible and where everything seems magical. This magical quality is enhanced even further through the characters, who seem to possess special abilities, such as precognition or the ability to control the weather. Makondo is a place where people can be free from the restrictions of society and where they can pursue their own dreams. Then we go to the second point, that is, 1876 which was the time when the first siege broke out. The people of Makondo were surrounded by a powerful enemy force intent on destroying the idyllic utopia they had built. The citizens were terrified and fearful of the impending doom, unsure how they would survive the assault. In a desperate effort to protect their beloved town, the people of Makondo banded together and erected an impenetrable shield of magical illusions and fortifications, like a strong wall of protective energy that surrounded their town. The siege was relentless, and the people of Makondo were forced to suffer unimaginable deprivation and suffering for weeks on end. Despite their best efforts, the enemy forces eventually managed to breach the barrier, leaving the citizens of Makondo vulnerable and exposed. In order to prevent the complete destruction of their beloved town, the people of Makondo resorted to desperate measures in a last-ditch effort to protect their home. A fierce battle ensued between the citizens of Makondo and their invaders. Despite the bravery and determination of the citizens of Makondo, the enemy forces eventually emerged victorious, leaving the once magical and beautiful town in ruins. Although the people of Makondo had been defeated, they stood strong and defiant in the face of adversity, refusing to give up. This was the first siege of 100 years of solitude, and it would not be the last. Then came the development of the Banana Company in 1902. The Banana Company is a century-old, family-running business based in the fictional town of Macondo, Colombia. It is renowned for producing the finest quality bananas in the world. The company is known for using innovative methods to ensure the highest quality and maximum yield of its products. They use traditional farming practices, such as natural composting, without the use of chemical fertilizers, as well as cultivating the highest level of crop diversity to maximize their yield. The company also enforces strict sanitation processes, ensuring that their bananas are healthy and free of disease. The company prides itself on providing the freshest and most delicious bananas to its customers. The unique climate and soil of Makondo provide the ideal conditions for growing bananas, and the banana company has grown to become the most successful producer in the region. Over the course of its history of 100 years, the Banana Company has become a major part of the community of Makondo, providing employment for the townspeople and contributing to the town's economy. They have also made a name for themselves as a leader in sustainable farming, as they have worked to reduce their environmental impact by using renewable energy sources and sustainable agricultural practices. In 1914, the entire town of Makondo had gathered to witness Aureliano's first flight. It was a momentous event in the history of Makondo. Aureliano Triste awoke one day with a new feeling of purpose. He was filled with an overwhelming sense of destiny, and he knew what he had to do. He was determined to make the impossible possible and take flight. Aureliano prepared himself to make his dream a reality. He worked diligently to construct a makeshift aircraft out of wood, leather, and twine. With the help of some of Makondo's finest engineers and with the financial aid of some of its wealthiest citizens, Aureliano completed his masterpiece. The day of the launch was filled with excitement. The people cheered as the aircraft rose up into the skies. All eyes were firmly fixed on the wobbly contraption as it soared above the clouds. Aureliano had done it. He had achieved the impossible. His flight was a success. Aureliano was overwhelmed with joy and pride. 
His daring feat had made Makondo a popular tourist destination. People from all over the world came to witness the historic flight of Aureliano Triste, the first man to achieve flight. Plus, Colonel Aureliano Buendia's arrival at Macondo in 1928 was a momentous occasion. Colonel Aureliano Buendia, the founder of Macondo, finally arrived at the town he had dreamed of creating, a place of peace and prosperity where the music of life played a beautiful harmony. Although his heart was full of joy and expectation, the solemnity of his arrival was palpable. He arrived in his carriage, his exquisite uniform adorned with a multitude of medals, ribbons, and symbols of his various military feats. He stepped out of the carriage, and the people of Macondo, who had been eagerly awaiting his arrival, gathered around him with a sense of awe and respect. He stood there before them, a man of great stature and strength but with a certain vulnerability around the eyes, eyes which told of the years of warfare and suffering which had brought him to this place on that day. Slowly and thoughtfully, he surveyed the landscape, taking in the beauty of the place he had worked so hard to create. As he looked out over the people of Macondo, his gaze softening, he declared in a strong and gentle voice that he has come to give you peace. With that, the people of Macondo gathered around him, cheering and embracing one another. Aureliano's arrival marked the start of a new era in Macondo, an era in which the town would be transformed by his leadership, daring ideas and remarkable courage. He was a symbol of hope and the embodiment of strength and pride, the perfect leader for the people of Macondo. As the years passed and Aureliano's legendary fame grew, Macondo flourished under his wise guidance and was renamed in his honor, Ciudad Aureliano Buendia. 1945 was a significant point of time in the novel because of the death of Ursula. It was a life event happened that none of the characters could ever forget. For many years, Ursula was the backbone of the family, taking on many responsibilities, including the upbringing of all the Buendia children. A powerful, yet loving figure, Ursula was an uplifting presence to all the characters in the novel. However, her life slowly drew to a close, marked by a mounting number of age-related physical ailments. She developed cataracts in her eyes, became crippled in her old age, and had trouble caring for herself and others. Her health deteriorated over time, and when she was close to a hundred years old, she was finally claimed by death. But the death of Ursula was not the end. In a fitting tribute to her influential life, her body was tied to a plank and taken down the Magdalena River in a funeral procession. Under the direction of Aureliano Babylonia, Ursula was given a send-off that brought the Buendia family, and the village of Macondo as a whole, to tears. Her matriarchal presence was a comforting and stabilizing force in the family, which was felt even after her death. The last one was in 1967, during which the final siege started. It was a long and arduous battle fought between the forces of the magically gifted and the oppressive colonialists. Both sides had been fighting a bitter war for years, and it all came to a head in the final battle. The magically gifted had managed to make remarkable gains against the colonialists, but their resources were dwindling, and they were determined to make one last stand. The magically gifted forces prepared for the final siege by setting up elaborate fortifications along the walls of the city. They called upon all their magical powers to craft an impenetrable shield, a magical defense line made of arcane forces and powerful spells. As the siege began, the magically gifted stood resolute in defense of their city against an onslaught of the colonialists' infantry, artillery, and air assaults. The magically gifted were able to hold out against the colonialists for days, but eventually, the superior numbers of the colonialists began to take their toll. The magically gifted were eventually overwhelmed, and their city was taken. The colonialists had won the final battle, but the cost to them was too high, and they failed to completely erase the memory of the magically gifted from history. In the end, the magically gifted were victorious in their struggle to maintain their independence and keep their knowledge and history alive, although they had paid the ultimate price. The colonialists had won the final battle, yet they had failed to completely erase the memory of the magically gifted from history. Until now, will you feel pity for the Buendia family and the town?